Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Nightly Morning Show. <laughs> My name's David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. All of you here live with us today. Thank you so much for joining us live at twitch.tv slash nerdy nightly. Hey! Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you for subscribing, McKinley. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, oh, I love ooh, that. You know what I don't have? Can you what? grab those headphones really quick? We're going to need them to watch the trailer because uh, we did get a new trailer this morning uh, from Disney. The first trailer for the movie Raya and the Last Dragon, starring uh, formerly of Star Wars fame, Kelly Marie Tran as the main voice, mm -hmm. uh, which is very exciting, and we're very excited to watch this trailer live with you. We have not seen it, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, we got some very exciting news. There we go. We got some very exciting news that we're getting a Willow Disney Plus series. Yes, Willow is a movie that we own the VHS of. <laughs> because why not? We found it at a thrift store, and I love Willow. I actually haven't seen it in years, and my parents definitely have the DVD at home. But we were we were just happened to be thrifting, and I was like, oh my god, it's Willow. And so I picked it up. I had no idea that anything was possibly in the works, and um, yeah, I am very excited. <laughs> I've been, I mean, I've been hearing about a possible Willow return for a long time mm -hmm. um because well, i think people were asking for it if mm -hmm. i'm not mistaken you know they were like this movie is wonderful you know it's great for all ages it's super fun high fantasy is really kind of in is yeah. that the right way to say it it's in right now <laughs> and yet there isn't a lot of high fantasy no which is weird you know like i'm like where's my next game of thrones mm -hmm. and maybe this will be the family friendly version of that Oh, a hundred percent. You know, which I'm, I'm very exciting. Um, <laughs> Clara, you need to pick up more VHS classics at thrift stores because you clearly have precognitive powers. I should pick up the VHS of Firefly. I just will I'm the next to, season of Firefly. I, I'm, I'm trying to think if like 2004 would have been too late for Firefly to get a VHS. Honestly, I, it probably is not on VHS, yeah, fair, but yeah. I just I just really wanted... We do own Firefly on Blu-ray, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we also... Uh, we do also have the original trilogy on VHS. Um, mm -hmm. Only two of them are not the special editions, though. Return of the Jedi, we only have the special edition. But yeah. we do have the original VHS versions of um, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Which means we only own VHSs to... Um, Oh, I think they're up there, yeah. To Lucasfilm products. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. The isekai genre has blown up in the fantasy genre. Miller, I don't know what the isekai genre is. Um, but for, for, for high fantasy, I, I don't mean that there's not a lot of high fantasy things. There are. There aren't a lot of high fantasy movies and TV shows that are live action. Like, it's a tough genre to make live action and frequently doesn't mm -hmm. work. Like, they tried with Aragon. That was going to be don't one big franchise. I mean, no, but I'm I'm bringing it up as a failure. Like you know, it's, it's it was very clearly it didn't work. They broke my heart. They broke. I know. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I'm um, still not over it. You know, there, there's a lot of these high fantasy series that have attempted to become franchises in the way that yeah. the Lord of the Rings did, mm -hmm. uh, but they don't they don't really succeed all that often. Yeah. Uh, you know, even something like um, uh, 
the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Chronicles of Narnia. There you um, go. <laughs> the those films, the the first couple did well, but they kind of fell off faster than I think the studio wanted them to. Well, because I mean, the the first Narnia movie I think was good, but the, the but the thing the problem with the books, the story of the Chronicles of Narnia is that mm-hmm. there's different characters. Like it's not the it's the the book series is not kind of uh, linear. I don't know how to explain it. But um, I think that that was kind of their mistake, was jumping around to the only the stories with the f- four from uh, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then things didn't make sense, and it kind of fell apart because that, because that was not how the series was written. Um, yeah. it, it, was, it was very complicated. Um, but uh, ap- apparently that genre uh, means um, transmitigated to a parallel world. So it's like characters transmigrated. Trans, the, yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. so Narnia would be an isekai. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Because they're not our modern day, but like the modern, like the modern world, like thrown in, thrust into a fantasy mm-hmm. um, world, um, which is interesting. I, I think that um, I don't know. I I kind of. The, the ones that I tend to gravitate towards are the ones that are just set in in their own realms. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and those high fantasy kind of things don't have that aspect of it. And I'm trying to think of a story that I really love that is part of that genre. That's like transmigration? Yeah, I'm kind of coming up blank. Um, I like Black Knight. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> if you don't know the movie Black Knight, if you've never seen it, go out and give it a watch. It's amazing. Um, it doesn't make any sense, but it's amazing. Dungeons and Dragons the cartoon says Rock Mage. That is, that's a choice. Oh my god. It's a, it's a bold choice. Here's the thing. Every time they've tried to make a D&D anything on film and TV, it has not been good. So I, I don't know how that would go. <laughs> um, Harry Potter wouldn't count as high fantasy uh, just because it does take place in the modern world or yeah, 90s modern. Um, so it's more of a like contemporary fantasy. Is that the genre? Now? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it's that like thrust into a parallel universe because it's still technically the same world. It's just there's like a veil that's been lifted in a sense. So I don't know. I don't know yeah, if Yeah, like Harry Potter goes into that same world of like magicians. Um, I'm trying to think of what are all like shadow hunters, all those worlds where it's like you grew up thinking there wasn't magic. But then when you turn 16, surprise, there is magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which or it's is, like what with the, like the shadow hunters. Yeah, yeah, that's it's the like, same thing. Yeah, yeah. You didn't know this, but if you draw tattoos on your arms, you get magic powers and your boyfriend will be a demon hunter. Wow. Where, where, where can I sign up? <laughs> um, ABC Family. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, actually. They don't call it ABC Family anymore. It's Freeform. So. They changed the name yeah, to Freeform yeah. a few years ago. <laughs> I remember I was at Com- I was at New York Comic Con uh, when they were trying to do the Freeform announcement. Mm-hmm. And they had this whole panel that was ostensibly for the new... Um, for the new shows that were going to be coming out on Freeform. Mm-hmm. And every single person who got up to ask a question was like, So... So, like, if I go to this channel on my television... It's still gonna be ABC Family, right? This is like a new channel, and the person in the panel was like, 
Uh, they're like, oh. no, it's this. It, it this is the same channel. We're just we're just changing the name. That's yeah. all. It's it's just we're branding it differently because we're not really a family channel anymore. We're mm-hmm. more of a teenage channel. And right. the guy was like, oh, okay, okay. And then the next person come up and be like, so like. But, like, I'll still be able to watch ABC Family shows, right? Oh, my God. And the, I, you could just see this poor marketing woman behind the table just being like, we are not getting rid of any of the programming. We're just changing the name of the channel. Oh, my God. I would actually love to watch that video. Um, Rebel Trooper asked if Star Wars is considered high fantasy. And I believe that that would be sci-fi? It's science fantasy. Science fantasy. So, like, the, so gotcha. science fantasy is a genre of, like, future tech but it doesn't have to like really like star wars doesn't make any attempt to have any sort of realistic science in it Mm -hmm. nothing in it works Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um as much as like we are starting to see people make lightsabers Mm -hmm. hyperdrives wouldn't work the way that they do in star wars planets wouldn't function the way they do in star wars like you couldn't have a habitable planet that is all one ecosystem yes the way the star wars functions but never ending story i believe would count as high fantasy never ending story would be high fantasy yes. yes same with willow uh the difference between <laughs> science fiction and science fantasy is typically just like believability or realism uh sci- star trek for instance is sci-fi because they do try and hold to like the laws of gravity yeah um whereas something like uh Jupiter Ascending, Star Wars, mm-hmm. those kind of more like, uh, where the themes and like the romantic storytelling are more important than the, you know, mm-hmm. prime directive. Uh, those would yeah. be science fantasy. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I actually, I did not know that science fantasy was a genre. I'm not sure how I, how I missed that memo, but. <laughs> I don't think it's a memo. I think, I think <laughs> it's more just like a, a conversation allow about, um, it's an ongoing conversation where people try and come up with these genres, but the genres don't actually fit into the, the you know, the, none of these genres really fit the things we're putting them on. Right. Because, like, you know, there, I, I've heard, um, like, The Fault in Our Stars, I've heard it billed as a romantic comedy. And because it's like this romantic movie about these two characters that is very funny for a lot of the film. Yeah. But it's a movie about a girl with cancer. <laughs> and yeah. like Like, I, it's hard to place that film because it's like, yeah, she's dating and yeah, they have their like romantic trip to Amsterdam. Yeah. But a it's lot ultimately of a movie about a girl with cancer. And so right. it's like weird to call it a romantic comedy. Yeah. Even though it is a very funny and honestly really, really well made movie. Yeah. Um... Yeah, uh, I, I saw someone, uh, Orange Coon in the chat said uh, he was under the impression that a, a science fiction, you're allowed one miracle where mm. you get one thing that moves b- the bounds of science, but then that you have to, other than everything else becomes fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if, I don't know if I always believe in that. I think there's definitely science fiction like Star Trek, like, like Star Trek, you could say that some of it's fantastical, mm-hmm. but if you really look at the things in Star Trek that weren't realistic when the show was made, that we have made real, like it is, <laughs> the it's, future is now. <laughs> it's a really interesting conversation, right? Cause we're at this point now where we made door sliding doors open and close with a sound because that sound was in science fiction first and when people saw sliding doors they just assumed they would make that sound because they made that sound in television so we artificially added that sound it doesn't need to be there there's Mm -hmm. no reason for it to bing bong and all this stuff that we do yeah yeah except that star trek did it and so you know there's an interesting sort of like 
idea of like why do all of our robots look like droids from Star Wars? Is it because that is the best Design. way to mm-hmm. make a robot? Or is it that the people who make robots grew up on Star Wars? Right. And, and and so they want to create that. Yeah. And I think it's sort of an interesting, like, chicken and the egg sort of scenario. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the, kind I don't of know interesting. I actually, I'm so curious to know, like, like, if there had been no, like, science fiction genre. Like, if no one had, like, made a robot design mm-hmm. that had become hugely popular in, like, modern culture. Like, what would they have ended up looking like? For the people, like the people who made them, if they didn't have those influences, I'd yeah. be so curious what that would look like today. I mean, who knows? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, at the end of the day, who knows? Uh, the Hero of Wind brings up a lot of stuff has been based off Isaac Asimov's works too, and absolutely, mm-hmm. like that's sort of like the um, the basis of all of the, um, the all of science fiction in a lot of ways comes from that. Uh, the Broken Pirates yeah. asks, "Are we watching Ryan the Last Dragon trailer?" Yes. We will. <laughs> we will. We, we will. will. But we're talking about Willow. We're not we, really We aren't talking about, about Willow, but no. we, we should be talking about Willow. We're just very excited for the Willow series. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear that Warwick Davis is coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, we watch Solo with our patrons, like uh, like the Broken Pirates, on Saturday night. <laughs> and the, um, you know, the shots of Warwick Davis in that show, like, oh. or in that movie, <laughs> were heartwarming to both of us. And I think, ooh, thanks for that, Mush Farm. Cheers. Um... I think, um, I think, uh, the, um, oh, no. as everything dies, I think the, uh, you know, I think Warwick Davis holds this very special place in pop culture's hearts. Yeah. Um, you know, being, um, Wicket in the original Star Wars movies, his place in Lucasfilm is such an important place in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And so to see him getting his own show now, I, I think he deserves it. I, I really, I think, you know, I think that there's going to be a huge demand for this. I think that there's going to be a huge, um, um, you know, Lucasfilm fan base kind of gathering for this. It's going to be a, a, a moment, I think, yeah. for uh, nerd culture, certainly. Yeah. And, and a long-awaited, like, starring moment for uh, Warwick Davis, who I think a lot of people have said, like, deserves this and really and who yeah. really want him to have this yeah um i'm curious if val kilmer is going to reappear uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah i don't I, I don't know i don't really know like they they haven't really given us much detail well no i mean they just literally you know, they're just like announced this it, yeah. is happening and we're all like okay cool like what does that mean um so i think i think we're gonna have to wait for more information like i really have no idea mm-hmm. um I really have no idea what could it be about. I mean, obviously, Warwick Davis is much older. So, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to, like, de-age him. It'll probably be set, like, like much later in his life. And, oh, absolutely, yeah. You yeah. know, like, that's going to be really exciting to see what changed in the world. Um, and, you know, see how, how everybody kind of grew up. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very excited for the series. I loved this movie as a kid. I, I think it's fun, you know, we, we've been seeing all of these movies do these, like, 20-year time jumps. Star Wars did a 30-year time jump mm-hmm. for the sequels. Uh, I shouldn't bring up the sequels because I know what's going to happen, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, we and we're seeing all of the, you know, even Dumb and Dumber. Like, we're seeing all these films bring people back 20 years later to do these films. And I think what's interesting about doing that in a fantasy world is that the world can change so much in a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, like Star Wars, the technology 30 years later in the Star Wars universe is very similar to the technology of the original trilogy and the prequels. Yeah. Because they already have so much tech that, like, moving their technology forward might be impossible. Their ships might go as fast as ships can go, you know? Whereas in a fantasy world, there is so much potential to show, like, one change in industry could have this ripple effect on a world like that. Mm -hmm. And 20 years could drastically change... You know, if they invented the wheel, yeah. you know, they could suddenly have this. No, I mean, I know in Willow they, they have the wheel, but. Um, <laughs> uh, Mel of the Bard is asking, did you watch The Dark Crystal and its recent sequel? I did not. I've never seen any Dark Crystal movie or show. I remember, so I believe that I watched the, the original, the movie, when I was much younger, but I remember being like kind of freaked out by Mm, it mm -hmm. um like the faces of the characters and it just like as a kid for some reason i was like nope um so i i don't actually like i i never actually went back and Hmm. watched the movie i didn't watch the series i just didn't really have the impulse to orange Um, coon says dark crystal is the stuff of my nightmares okay i'm glad i'm not alone because i i don't know why but as a kid as a kid i went and saw lord of the rings when i was like Mm -hmm. seven you know what i mean but the dark crystal was too scary for me yeah the only the only thing i know about dark crystal is that the bad guys are called skexies and i think that like because like um i i I, there was a shirt online that kept coming up in my instagram ads that was like sexy like a skexy or something like that and i almost bought it even i was like gonna be that like poser who had never seen the show but just thought that the shirt was funny enough that it justified it yeah um it uh, technically it's very impressive. We should maybe check that out because I do love yeah. puppets. Um, I really I love I love Jim Henson. I love all the puppet work. I love the Muppets. You know, I, mm. I'm a big fan of um, anyone who uses puppets. I'm a big fan of Team America: World Police. Not just because it's hilarious, but also because it's so well made. Yeah. Uh, and just the marionettes and how they did everything with them. Mm-hmm. So that might be something that we go check out because I've heard the show is really really good. Uh, and yeah. a lot of people are very disappointed that Netflix recently canceled it. Yeah, I, I, I have, I, I've also heard similar things, and maybe that's something we add to our list. <laughs> oh my god, the ever-expanding list. Yeah, the, the list does not ever get any smaller, it only gets bigger. <laughs> Laser um, Gunner says, oh, you love puppets? Name every puppet. Oh my god. No, I um, won't do that. Permit. That's, that's all I got for no you. No gatekeeping. <laughs> um, Alright, y'all, I think it's about time. Do you think we should watch this trailer for Raya the Last Dragon from Disney starring oop nope (laughs) you got this you got this we bought a new light (laughs) we have lights now so that we're like not in darkness yeah and um but now I can't see the The, computer the light like blocks the 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 computer screen we might have to like move the monitor here yeah that could actually fix our chat problem that's true let's do this Ooh, I don't know if you guys have sound. Give me one second. No, they can probably only hear... Give me one second. I'm going to just very quickly... Change it to the uh, the zoom. Give y'all sound. Please Um, have a left and a right. (laughs) Isn't this just like the best content? You're welcome, guys. You're welcome. We do this for you. (laughs) 
my god. This should be the Nerdy Daily. No, it's the Nightly Morning Show. <laughs> we like the title. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan at the very very beginning said he he loved the uh, the title, the Nightly Morning Show, and we we kind of love it too. It's a little silly, like us, and uh, you know. We're definitely silly. All right, I think I fixed it. You've been refunded. Oh, thank you, Rebel. Thank you, thank you. Eh. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Everyone likes your buns. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Thanks, guys. For the audio listeners, that's a hair thing. Not They're not talking about her butt. <gasps> that thing is very cute. Tuk tuk, focus. Give me some shell. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Oh my god, they're about to sell a billion toys. Yeah. Can you get a hedgehog? Maybe it shouldn't be the number. Yeah, yeah, Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. Oh my god, I love that. I am a little shocked by that, to be honest. I um, mean, here's the thing. You put a dragon in it, and I'll probably like go watch it, but like, that was really cool. Uh, yeah, Laser Gunner says when they sh uh, when they said made by Moana, the character model really showed that, yes. Yeah, 100%. It, I, I was getting Moana and Katara vibes. Hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I, when I say I'm shocked, I'm not shocked that it's good. I generally like Disney animated movies. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, for sure. I love Moana. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, but I will be honest, I am really surprised that is more adult than I expected. In what way? Um, it's, it was just like, thematically? Like, yeah, it was definitely, uh, it was more of a, like, the, just the action sequences. Um, yeah. it just, it's not the way that Disney usually handles things like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm really impressed by it. I, mm -hmm. it, that, that was a very exciting, yeah, Mellow the Bard says, looking forward to great animated fight choreography again. Yeah. I, I think that that's, that, that stood out the most to me. I was like, oh, this is like more of a, like, this is more my speed mm -hmm. as far as I, yeah. Yeah, it definitely looks like it's it's more of an all ages movie. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, there's probably some some stuff 
in there that would go over a young child's head, you know, mm-hmm. th- that they wouldn't really fully comprehend. But that, um, I, like, Disney is very good at taking big ideas like that and, um, and allowing kids to kind of start to be exposed to them. So I, I don't know how, how best to explain that. Mm-hmm. They're very good at, you know, making things all ages and accessible for young kids, even if they are a bit more mature and complex um, thematically, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's kind for of what sure. I'm going to say. Um, we do have an Allie Raven in the chat who uh, we typically raid because Allie Raven is like the one person I know who's always live at this time. <laughs> yeah, good but morning. But our chatbot's down. Uh, so Allie, thank you for being here uh, as always. Can you, can you try again? I think I have fixed it. The chatbot? Yeah. No, no, no. Here, do it on yours just because we don't have the... Mine? We don't have a keyboard over here. Oh, you want me to shout her out? No, it's still not working. That's wild. Hmm, I'm not sure. It's open, so I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, y'all. I don't. Um, we don't know why that's not connecting right now. Yeah. Um, but we shall investigate. I'm definitely very excited. I think that the the animation. I mean, obviously, at this point, Disney animation is always going to look good. The, yeah, it's, it, that was beautiful. I was like, ooh, it's kind of. It's like I was like, oh, it's going to be like How to Train Your Dragon, like mm-hmm. that whole like. Uh, as soon as they were like dragons, I was like, I'm in. Well, and that cute little um, armadillo thing was that 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 thing was That's very it. cute sold right there and to know that it's the same thing that gets very very big near the end or what near the end of the trailer um yeah but still managed to be very cute i i know uh, the hero of wind was saying um i don't love the cute animal familiar trope that disney goes with i disagree i love it yeah here's the thing is i i know what they're doing mm-hmm. i know what they're doing and i still just I, I still love it. I still fall for it. You know, it's like it's like Baby Yoda. It's like um, Pascal. You know what I mean? Like I just I can't. The I, fire I'm salamander from Frozen Two. Yeah, Very cute. I can't. I can't. Like I I know what they're doing. Like logically, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Ugh, but I love it. I can't. I don't know. I think part of it is I I, I think part of it is <laughs> Orange Coon says in all caps merch. Um, yeah. Well, that's why they do it, and I get it. I totally get it. Um, and I, I know that it's merch, but it's also, I think there is an element of the movie where, like, um, you need something in an animated film to, like, connect to in that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think there's a reason we keep seeing it in animated films and not in, like, live action. Because it doesn't really work live action. Like, um, in live action, we just want a dog. Just give us, you know, love and yeah. monsters. Like as soon as the dog showed up, we were like, "All right, we're in this movie now." Because yeah, the, the, dog. the dog. It's and it was a very cute dog. Like yeah. Anyways, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> fans is saying, "How can you just like, hey, hey? It's not possible." Okay, I also that is the one that I don't. You don't like hey hey? No. Do you know who voiced hey hey? You told me this. So there's one actor who's been in, like, the last ten animated Disney films. Isn't it... Is is it the guy from Firefly? Yes, it is. Yeah, what's his name? The ginger. Alan Tudyk. That's the one. I, I was like, wait, I know this one. <laughs> I, wanna, I just want to get to a point in my acting career where I get a call from Disney and they're like, we don't really have a place for you in this movie, but can you make chicken noises? <laughs> yes, and I'm like, Disney. Yes, yes, yes I, can. I can. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Hey Hey was the only one that I didn't really like just because it was like... Um, I The fact that they took Hey Hey on the adventure and not the cute little piggy... I know. I was like, guys. Y- guys. I mean, you messed up. 
Orange Coon, thank you. Orange Coon says I, I could do great voice work. You're not wrong. If you're in the Patreon, there's going to be a video going out on the Patreon today that hopefully proves that. And it'll go public on the YouTube tomorrow. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> it's going to be great. You're, y'all are going to love it. Um, Rebel Trooper asks if I make the chicken noises. No. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely... <laughs> this was a movie that I, I was excited about because I really want... You know, I... I I, I, you know, I don't love bringing up controversies, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, what happened to Kelly and Marie Tran was really unfortunate. Um, I think uh, the way that she was treated by... I think you should explain that. I'm about to. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> oh, all right. The way that she was treated by the Star Wars community um, after The Last Jedi, uh, the abuse and vitriol that was thrown her way online... Uh, the fact that she had to delete all of her social medias because people were just so vile about an Asian person being in Star Wars and having a prominent role like that um, was unfortunate. And I think that Kelly Marie Tran was a very positive, inspirational person. Yeah. I Whether or not you like The Last Jedi. I well, don't... I, and here's the thing. I don't care what you think of the movie. No, yeah. Disney didn't do her any favors, but the way that people treated her was... Yeah, Absolutely but the response not. had nothing to do with the movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You don't... There are plenty of bad movies that come out where the actors are not attacked. And it is very telling that the only people who got attacked personally because of The Last Jedi were the people of color in that film. Yeah. And so, you know, what happens to her is really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, like, mm-hmm. the... The, the response to her, the, the, the really, truly, like, racist response to her online, um, she, you know, I already lo- really loved her. I fell in love with yeah. her really quick when she was announced, the way that she handled the press. I just, I really, I just thought she had so much grace and poise, and she was such an inspiration. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm really excited to see her starring in this film and bringing this character to life who looks like a killer badass inspirational female character yeah. of color to a movie about cultures of color and mm-hmm. I am just I'm really happy to see her get that opportunity yeah um yeah I just I and I just you know I I wanted ever since this movie was announced my whole thought was like I want the I want this to be a huge success for her. I want her to get that like positive starring in a film experience that she didn't get from Star Wars because the community couldn't get over the fact that she was a different race than they wanted her to be, which is just insane to me. Yeah, that's something I'll never understand. But I am very excited for this movie. And, you know, I all I can do is just hope that that becomes a thing of the past Mm -hmm. um, and that she is appreciated for the work that she does. Um, because, uh, like, uh, the, I- I'm excited to go see this. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I kind of just get excited for all the new things because I'm like, new movies. <laughs> um, but we, we don't, do we have a release date for this one? Uh, I, do release dates I'm curious because I just want to, I want to go see a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go see a movie. March 2021. Looks, Thank you, Dago. That one looks really good. Like, I actually, I love going to see animated movies in theaters. When I went and saw Zootopia mm-hmm. in the theater, I was like blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it, uh, if it looks like something that I really want to support, I love to see it in theaters and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I get a better experience because, you know, I don't have a 4K TV that is going to be, like, the highest quality picture. And, you know, if I can at least get that one experience of it in the movie, then I'll, I'll it positively impacts my experience of that. Mm-hmm. 100%. 
hundred percent. I'm I'm really excited for that. That trailer was really excellent. I honestly like it. Yeah. I for a movie that I knew nothing about, mm-hmm. truly nothing about. I literally only knew that it was Kelly Marie Tran's big Disney film. I, I I immediately connected to what was going on. Yeah. The animation's great. The action looks really cool. It looks like it's going to be a little bit more adult. It doesn't look like there's any like silly like. We feel the need to make her have this like romantic, and there probably Ugh. will be that one of those like hot buff martial arts dudes they cut to in the group scene will probably be her like you know Kristoff or whatever but um <laughs> I guess I guess we'll see the, the fact that it's not in this trailer shows me that that's not going to be the main thrust of the movie and I'm really I'm I'm, I'm happy about that I, I think it looked I'm I'm, I'm, I'm want to see that movie now I'm yeah I'm really I, excited <laughs> I know I was like I love that and it's one of those ones that like you know, with like, I think making a trailer is kind of an art in itself. You know, you want to show the audience what to expect without giving stuff away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that left me wanting more, but gave me a good general sense of the movie. And I, you know, I, I kind of think that they nailed that. You know, they showed me a little bit of cuteness, a little bit of like badassery. I, I'm in. I'm, I'm definitely in. Yeah, I think <laughs> uh, the Broken Pirates is getting a lot of upvotes in the chat for, can we not have a relationship? Can she just be a badass single girl? Yeah, I, I'm here for that. <laughs> I have no problem with the relationship elements of things. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that there's a way to handle it where, you, there, there, you know, people have relationships. I yeah. don't have a problem with that in movies. I think what it becomes for me is when the... Actually, you they, have like, to have relationships. On it. <laughs> Honestly, if you take relationships, ooh, thank you for that gift oh. sub, Dagon. I appreciate that. That's very sweet. He's just trying to get us that VR goal. Today, snow is yeah, awesome. truly. <laughs> seeing some Y wings in the chat now. Thank you, thank you, Dagon. Uh, we are, you know, we, we have to have relationships in movies because the relationships are that. That's what humanity's built on. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't always have to be romantic. I think that we could start to tell a lot of really interesting stories about people falling in friendship love with each other. Yeah. And I don't think we get enough movies about, like, I would love for this movie to be about Raya, who's really in her shell. She meets this other really cool girl, and they just become really good friends. Yeah. And they struggle with that. And there's, like, the ups and downs of a real friendship. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that we would love to have a movie that I would love to see more movies that deal with what it is like to struggle in your friendships to make them worthwhile. Absolutely. I'd also love to see more, um, like when you have a female lead, maybe they have a relationship, but it's not the center of, like, center focus of the movie. Uh You know, maybe Raya is a character who has a long-term partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband-wife, that kind of thing, and they're barely in the movie because that's not what it's about. You know, it's... Raya clearly has to go on some kind of journey mm-hmm. and, you know, has to be like, hey, look, I love you. I got to do this. I, like, you I, know, I, something like that where it's more of a throwaway, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad about. It's, it's when it becomes the sole focus. And I'm like, again, <laughs> like. I really love Ali Raven's comment here. I, I think mm-hmm. the problem is a lot of movies have this powerful female protagonist, but then they force a relationship and have the male fix things for her. And it takes away from demonstrating what she can accomplish on her own. Yes. And I think, um, I, I, I think that's why, you know, I think for you and I both, when we heard that Chris Pine was coming back for Wonder Woman 2, there was a little bit of a like, oh, well, we kind of wanted to see Wonder Woman without that male character who led her through the first movie. Yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, the ending, the whole end with the 
with Chris Pine and everything in the first Wonder Woman movie um, really kind of ruined it for me. When people are like, did you like the first Wonder Woman movie? I'm like, it was good, but mm-hmm. like the first three quarters of the movie were actually pretty great. Yeah, yeah. It's that last quarter where I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, but even in the first, even th- through the majority of the movie, because... And it's because Wonder Woman doesn't know the world and Chris Pine does. He does kind of lead her through it. Yeah. Um, and I was really excited to see her move beyond that relationship with him. Yeah. And for her to feel the scars of that relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Losing a love like that. No matter how quickly they <laughs> fell in love. And we people will argue whether it was too fast or not until movies, you know, don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the thrust of the story of the second one is now that she has to deal with Chris Pine again. Yeah. And it was really noticeable to me in the trailer for the the latest trailer for Wonder Woman 2 that there was the Barbara Cheetah stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And almost everything to do with Wonder Woman had to do with her hanging out with Chris Pine. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm hoping that there's stuff in the movie. I really... Because the, the relationship between Barbara and Diana, that's Wonder Woman and Cheetah. No, Cheetah and Wonder Woman, respectively. Um... I would have loved a movie that was really just about the two of them becoming friends and then having a falling apart mm-hmm. and Barbara becoming Cheetah and them fighting. Yeah. I didn't... I Honestly, you could have made Wonder Woman 2 without <laughs> any male characters except Maxwell Lord, who I'm very happy Pas- <laughs> Pedro Pascal is playing in the film. Yeah. But... But I'd be very fine with that. Since we... Since we says... Um, my understanding is that she's leading him around. Yeah, so Diana is yes. leading um, Steve... Trevor around this time Mm -hmm. but it still makes her whole story about her relationship with Steve Trevor yeah and I I I haven't seen the movie yet and I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt because Patty Jenkins truly is an incredible director Mm -hmm. but I I do hope that we get to see a little bit more of her like of her story without it being so tied into this one man yeah um, who is just like Steve Trevor is such a like prototypical like cis-het white male protagonist character. Yeah. Um, in so many ways. Like, he's, like, the the most cookie-cutter version of what a white... A, a good white dude from that time period, but a white dude from that time period is. Yeah. And I, I just was kind of... Before it was announced that he was coming back, I was kind of hoping that we would see a more female-led and driven story. Mm-hmm. And now it's very much a, like, it's female-led, but it's male-driven in a different way. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's... I don't know why we, like... I, I don't know why movie plots keep getting tied up in that, because like you said, like, I, th- I think that all relationships are interesting. It doesn't necessarily need to be romantic. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Well, romance sells, though. I mean, it's it's impossible to deny that, like people want romance yeah and, and the idea that we don't is like it, it's I, I maybe it's a generational thing and like a younger generations don't want it but f- you know romantic comedies were the box office hits for a long time those are the movies i never watched <laughs> yeah but, the, but there's a reason why they're successful right like yeah. people people want to go to the movies and have this idyllic escape from their own reality and for a yeah. lot of people the romance in their lives are are, are not idyllic they're not perfect you know and even us like we have a great relationship i think yeah um and you know we're very happily married but our day-to-day isn't 
easy and amazing. Yeah, it's not all, yeah, like, sunshine and rainbows, you know, there's, like, work to be done, there's, yeah. like, you know, like, it's, it's, yeah, the way that relationships are portrayed in movies, and I think that that's, like, a whole other huge conversation, mm-hmm. but it does, uh, like, there, there is that idea that it has given a lot of people unrealistic expectations, um, but yeah, I, I, like, I totally understand. I mean, for me, it was, it was the fantasy sci-fi genre. If it mm-hmm. was too close to real life, yeah, boring. I wanted the magic. I wanted the dragons and that kind of thing. And for some people, for them, that's the, that's the rom-com, that perfect relationship. And that was their escape. And so if I can, you know, relate to those, if I can relate those two things, um, side by side, I think that like, it's something I can totally understand. Um, Cappy Archer says, uh, the biggest thing is relationship diversity and a change in power dynamics and a sharing of those dynamics. That's why we need more of not necessarily less relationships. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree more, Cappy. Yeah. I, uh, one of the moments about the first Deadpool movie that really surprised me and made me really like, I love the first Deadpool movie. I, I really do. I think yeah. it's brilliant. But the moment where they, they make the joke that on, um, National Women's Day, uh, she pegs... Deadpool, um, and to have no, I and I know it's funny. I know it's it's yeah. a sexual joke and whatever. It's funny, but but from a real truly, for Ryan Reynolds and the team making the Deadpool movie to sit down and go, all right, we're gonna take this badass character mm-hmm. who is beloved above everyone else in many ways mm-hmm. by the sect of Comic Con that you would describe as toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. Deadpool is like the character of toxic masculinity sometimes at Comic-Con in a gross way for them to say we're gonna have him taken in the butt from a woman on screen in his first ever live-action appearance is a huge thing because it, te- it, it, it it's about the fact that not all sex is one thing not all sex is cis heteronormative sex yeah and that there are other ways to do it there are other ways literally do it um, <laughs> and i know that this is kind of funny and it's jokey but I, I i do i do genuinely feel this way that like we need to show sexual relationships and and r- intimate romantic relationships that are not just missionary sex all the time yeah because there's 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 a wide array of human beings who like different things yeah and who are who? Who Reddit is safely, makes that very clear. <laughs> Reddit, makes very clear. <laughs> but like who safely and consensually in their personal lives do not subscribe to the norm mm-hmm. that is set out by white nineteen fifties atomic family thinking. Yeah, and I think the more it, it, to see that in a superhero film. Like a huge, yeah, a, a huge, huge movie and studio. White male-driven audience superhero film. Mm-hmm. To see that really, I was like, that is a, that is a special moment. Yeah. I know it's a joke. I know that even saying that it's a special moment is kind of funny. But I genuinely, I genuinely was sitting in the theater going, I was laughing my ass off, but I was also going, this is important and we need more things like this. We need more genre content to show gay characters. I'm sorry, but the fact that there are no good gay fantasy characters is insane to me. Elves would yeah. be so gay. <laughs> well, I mean... You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, dwarves maybe wouldn't be, but elves would be so, so gay. Yeah. And I want to see that. I want a movie... I want a movie that just doesn't make such a big deal out of gay people being in love. Yeah, it's just... A, it's a thing that exists. Like... 
you know, like a man and a woman being in love that like it 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 shouldn't really be any different. You know, yeah. relationships are relationships, and I. Yeah, I would love more of that. Yeah. I know there was that rumor going around for a while that we were going to get like a gay Disney Prince movie. Um, that just, uh, I, I don't actually know what happened to it. Nah, I, really. I, I don't actually know if that was uh, a true rumor. I think it was that people were just, they, they wanted it and they were trying to manifest it. But that made me excited. I was like, heck yeah, I want to see two Disney princes falling in love. Like, that, you know. Capiogen <laughs> uh, says, when you live forever, you are definitely bi-curious. That's the rules. <laughs> no, but like, it's, it's not even that for me. Yeah. I, and I, I, made the dwar- I, I made a dwarf joke. I, dwarves can be super gay. Everyone can be gay. I'm, I'm not, I, I, it was just a joke about, I, yeah. I, I, no, 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 I know. It's the long hair. Everyone just loves, like, everyone kind of looks I, for me it's more the like, living forever like well, yeah. if i if i live to like 2000 i would try pretty much everything <laughs> if i was like if i was like mostly immortal and i had 2000 years you think i'm gonna have one kind of sex for 2000 years absolutely not, not gonna happen no. i'm gonna do literally everything under the sun because I'm going to get bored. Guys, I'm 28 and I look around and I'm like, what can I do that's different? Can you imagine being 228? I cannot. No. And still looking hot as Legolas is like a thousand years old and is a stone cold fox. Okay. He's hot. You're not wrong. I can't like, I, like yeah, you're not wrong. I... Oh yeah. All the dwarves are hot. What? Or, or sorry, all the all the elves are hot. The dwarves are hot too. I'm a little. I'm. You know what? Gimli's hot. I'm just gonna say it. Gimli's yeah. a, Gimli's hey, a hot what? boy. If you if you like that rugged so beard beard look, yeah. You know I what? talked about pegging, and now here we are. <laughs> me talking about no, no. But the the serious point that I'd like to make on on that joke is like I just want to see more things where there are just leads, not just in the background, but lead gay characters who never talk about the fact that they're gay, who never are like, there's never like a reveal moment where the yeah. camera reveals that they're gay. Or they have to say it like 67 times. Like I the, the, the shot in Rise of Skywalker where they like pan over to the lesbians kissing, and I was like, don't pan over to, I, it's not a like, pan moment. They're just, they're just, just they're there. They're just there. Yeah. It doesn't, oh God. I don't, I don't need it to be like, okay. And the plot stops because we have to explain now that this human being likes to have sex with people of the same gender. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like. It's... Just let them be normal people. Oh God. Um, the show Broad City does all this well. Allie Raven, that's a good point. I would, I would also like to point out that I think that television is doing a much better job of portraying LGBT relationships right now. Yes. We're seeing a shift. We're, we're sure. definitely seeing a shift. I just would like to see more of the like, t- we're, and we're seeing it in like five million dollar movies for sure. I want to see it in two hundred million dollar movies. I want a Marvel movie to come out with gay characters and it not be the most talked about thing about the movie. Yeah, it's it. Yeah. I don't want studio. I need studios to stop putting out press releases where they're like, and just so you know, we have a gay character in this one. Yeah, like, great. I don't Congratulations. Like I don't care. They yeah. should just be there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. I think that it needs to be more normalized. <laughs> the playmat says BRB writing the underground bear daddy dwarf gay community into my DMs. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's perfect. But if you don't like that's the thing, you know, Cappy Archer is saying, but if we don't say they're gay, how does the audience know? And it's like 
I, yeah, I, I, it doesn't, it's not the important part. You know, like, we don't announce that, like, the lead in the rom-com is straight. You know, like, you, it's not like... I, I think that they can just... I, I'm not saying that we don't, like, acknowledge... I, that's, I'm not trying to say, like, don't acknowledge that they're gay. No, it's... I'm saying don't, don't make it... Don't, like, don't have the camera zoom in on it. Yeah. Just have it happen casually. Yeah. So that it doesn't... <laughs> Kimley actually does, like, being tossed around. <laughs> Very funny models. <laughs> Um, oh, I, I, it's okay. it's more for me. It's about like how you show it, and don't yeah. tell. Show don't tell, and show yeah. in the same way that you casually show straight people. Yeah. Just you know. Yeah, because it's not a big deal. No. Like who? Like honestly. And like, I mean, maybe maybe it's. I think it's also easy for us to say that. I think we have to acknowledge because we live in a bubble of a lot of mm-hmm. gay people. I mean, you and I are both. We do musical theater. Yeah. I would say the majority of the male friends that I have in my life are gay. Yeah. So for me, it's like being gay is this casual thing that a lot of my friends do. Mm-hmm. And there are probably people who are LGBT in smaller communities who don't maybe feel as connected to the gay community yeah. or don't have that access for whom these moments are maybe um, a much bigger deal than they are to me. Uh, and I, I, I should acknowledge that because I don't, I don't want people to think that I'm like downplaying it i just what's the big deal yeah no it's 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 not about downplaying sometimes it, it is a big deal yeah and it, it's it's yeah it's not about that it's not there it's just like normalizing it making mm-hmm. it a normal thing yeah because yeah, it is like it like it you know that that's i think the big distinction mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't need to be projected on a banner and flown across on a blimp you know it's mm-hmm. just it is what it is and let's just Although I would love that. I would really, I would love to be in the middle of a movie and it stops and this camera just like slowly zoom, like pans up to the oh sky God. and a blimp crosses that is like, just so you know, audience, this character is gay and it goes out the other side and then the movie just continues. That would be, that would be like a, like Mel Brooks movie or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that would be how you make fun of yeah. the, um, oh, Batman. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Um, oh my gosh, what time is it? We it's have 10.50, 10 we have 10 minutes left. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to talk about today? Um, no, I think, I mean, we talked about Willow. That was, that was very exciting. <laughs> I, I kind of, uh, I kind of wanted to talk about the fact that, um, the Fast and the Furious movies are only getting two more main series films. Oh no. But you've never seen a Fast and the Furious movie, so I don't know if you, that's a conversation that <laughs> yeah, you uh, I've, participate. I've never actually watched them. They, they, yeah, they just don't really interest me. I think I've seen like half of, oh my god, I was about to say Calvin and Hobbes, but I think that's the, the Calvin and Hobbes? <laughs> I think that's the cartoon. Hobbes and Shaw? <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> Sorry. I, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. I think I saw about a half of... <laughs> I saw that Fast and Furious spinoff, Calvin and Hobbes. I sincerely apologize. Oh my god, that, I would I love that. Upset. Calvin and Hobbes and, like, race cars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we're getting more movies but i just i really well, yeah they announced don't we're, know we're only getting two more so they're gonna stop at 10 okay um because we have had eight so far fast and furious nine comes Jeez. out next year and then uh <laughs> it's it's unclear to me whether or not 
we're getting two more after Fast and Furious 9 and it'll go to 11 or if it's going to stop after 10. Mm -hmm. But they have said that Justin Lin will direct the final two films in the franchise, which is um, very exciting to me. Uh, he's He's been my favorite director in the Fast and Furious franchise. And I really, um, I want to do a thing with you where we watch Fast and Furious 1 and then we watch Fast and Furious 8 and you try and tell me that they're the same franchise. Okay. Because the 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 difference between the the, the, the the I haven't seen any of them. Ickle boy, yeah, it does not seem like we have a very fast and furious friendly uh, uh, audience today. That's fine. Um, Rebel Trooper says they will keep stretching Fast and Furious until they reach to the pod races. Truly, yeah, they just keep going and go. Like every time, like I would like go and sit down in the movie theater and I'd be like, oh, <clears> there's <throat> another Fast and Furious trailer. Like, can I can I be honest? Yeah. Fast and Furious is... Oh, it will end at 11. Thank you, Sensui. Uh, Thank you. I love the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> Cappy Roger says, I love those movies whenever I don't want to think for a few hours. Cappy, you and I will go see Fast 9 together then, because I love yeah, them. Yeah, you guys can go. They are like... insane. They're not, they're not, like, they're not logical films in any way. But, you know, there's just something about watching people who are way, <laughs> way, way too jacked. You, yeah, you Do, and Justin and Ryan can all go. Oh, we're going. We're going, baby. <laughs> have a... Family. Have a um, bro, bro night. We're going to have a family night. We're going to drink Coronas and talk about family. You drink Corona? Only when I go see <laughs> Fast and Furious movies. I have actually... I, I did once drink an entire six-pack of Corona in the theater while watching a Fast and the Furious movie. How did you get in in the theater? I walked in. It's New York. Babe, It's New York is the Wild West. They don't give a shit. Thank you, Sensui, for that moist form. <laughs> um, I, 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 have a, I have a deep love. a guilty. It's a guilty pleasure love, but it is a love for the Fast and the Furious movies. And, um, you know, there's just something about... There's something about them that is just... Because the first movie's really good. It, the first Fast and Furious movie is a really good independent film about local drag racers who have, like, a criminal underside being hunted by this cop. And it, it's a really interesting story about a cop realizing that criminals... I, just, like, having this intimate relation with criminals mm -hmm. who he sees as inherently bad people at the beginning of the movie... And by interacting with them, he realizes that they're not as bad as their actions. He's Javert. Uh, no, the opposite. Because he changes at the end. Javert okay, literally kills himself because he realizes... He can't handle yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Um, so, like, the first Fast and Furious movie is this really interesting, very small, quiet film. And then... Everything after that. Yeah, I was is, like, I'm pretty sure I saw like cars hanging from helicopters and driving from like buildings through they, windows into other buildings, like fifty stories up. Like I'm. They had a sequence <laughs> in one of my favorite sequences ever, where a character is driving, uh, um, like a, a senator or something, is driving a car down a street. Mm -hmm. And then the bad guy is able to remote hijack all of the cars in the parking lot next to it. And they drive the cars out of the parking lot on top of the guy driving down the street. It's, it's so, it's so <laughs> funny. <Sorry>. what? <laughs> there's a scene, there's a scene in Hobbs and Shaw where Dwayne the Rock Johnson, because I refuse, he's not Hobbs in this moment. He's just being the rock. 
he he's holding onto a truck, right? Yeah. A, a winch on a truck, and he's holding onto a chain of a helicopter. And at the end of the chain is right? a helicopter. Where and I saw the helicopter part. cannot fly away because Dwayne the Rock Johnson is, is holding the helicopter in place, and it is yeah. perhaps the funniest thing you will ever see in your entire life. But when you're drunk in a movie theater <laughs> on opening night with 400 people. I miss being drunk in a movie theater with 400 people on opening night. I really, I really, really miss it. It's gonna be okay. But God, that moment, there, there was like this, like, there was this, like, bubbling in the theater, and it just exploded in that moment, and the laughter and cheering and screaming and things getting thrown, it was uh. just so unbelievable. <laughs> I just, I really... You know, I love those moments. I know it's ridiculous. Yeah. I know it's I know it's not the greatest cinema, but those moments with an audience like that are re- they were so worthwhile. Yeah. And it's, absolutely. It's why that I think that like, you know, we are in this time where we're pulling back on our social interactions. Mm-hmm. I think as soon as we can as soon as we can, people are going to go back because those those when I think of the movie theater, I I think of some dates in high school, you know, because I think we all had those movie theater days in high school that we yeah. remember forever that were awkward and embarrassing. Um, but I, I remember those moments. You know, I remember the moments where the crowd got so amped for something. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the end, Avengers Endgame moments mm-hmm. that I'll never forget the audience reaction to. Totally. Um, and that's what I miss most. Yeah. I mean, I'll, <laughs> Just one sad. day, one, one day, we'll go, we'll go back to the theaters. Um, Chad is asking us about uh, the Black Adam movie, which we are, I mean, I, I think we're very excited for. Yeah, I am. I, I, I know, I, they just announced that they are uh, reimagining one of the, um, what if I can find that really quick? They're mm-hmm. reimagining one of the DC Comics characters as a trans character for Black Adam, which mm-hmm. I think is uh, very exciting. Uh, going back to uh, the representation side, mm-hmm. I think, oh, uh, yeah, they're um, Ma Hunkle. Uh, a character from the comics. They're reimagining Ma Hunkle as a um, as a trans character, mm-hmm. which I think is uh, is a is, is a very interesting step forward. I, I'm very excited to see um, positive trans representation in things. Yeah. Um. I, I hope that we. I hope that they handle it well. I, I really. I mean, The Rock's a good dude. I think like because he has a lot of say in this movie. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. So I, I think <laughs> I, I am very hopeful. I don't think um, um, we have two minutes le- or one minute left, so I don't think we have enough time to really like get into the movie or watch the trailer or anything. Um, but uh, that came out while we were in Calgary, and mm-hmm. we watched it together. And I was like, "Oh, I like that!" Like that, I, that made me very excited. First of all, because The Rock is great, and second mm-hmm. of all, because like the the feel that the movie had. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah I, I think I think they're gonna do a good, I hope they do a good job of that. Yeah, Jovaki is saying Black Adam is kind of like Shazam. Technically, they're the same thing uh, in a lot of ways. We um, talked right. We talked about this. Yeah, uh, they both they both get their powers from the same thing, uh, and yeah. it's complicated. The Broken Pirates is sharing our socials in the chat. Thank you so much for that. Oh, thank you, Dagon. He also shared our Patreon. Uh, guys, we are winding down. I just want to quickly say, as we always do on the show, that we're so grateful to our patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, our patrons really make this possible, and uh, Broken Pirates is one of them. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, if you would like to support the show, uh, patreon.com slash nerdynightly is the best way to do that for us, and also for you, because you get bonus content that you can only get on our Patreon, like the uh, extra podcast 
Uh, if you are a patron, there is a podcast uh, around the nerd table going up, which is a continuation of our conversation with Fanta yesterday. Yes. That hasn't gone up yet, but will be going up on the Patreon uh, in about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as a bunch of other podcasts. We do an extra weekly podcast. We go. We do extra other things. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there. There's a lot of different tiers, starting as low as $1, going all the way up to 50 Dagon, you're a mad lad. <laughs> Your cousin Vinny, thank oh, you for Vinny. subscribing. Thank you so much, friend. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so we've got some exciting stuff coming alone, on the Patreon. There'll be a new cosplay coming out in, in the next two weeks. We're doing a Halloween watch along, which will mm-hmm. be next Tuesday, a week today? Yeah. What day is it today? The 21st. Yeah, I believe you said next Tuesday. We don't know exactly what movie we're watching, but we're going to watch will be something horror. spooky. Um... Yeah, and uh, I think uh, I, uh, I'm streaming later today on mm-hmm. Clarice Jacaris. I I think I announced that I would start at noon, but mm-hmm. I might start a little bit earlier depending on how I'm feeling. Nice. And um, you're streaming tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to stream tomorrow night. Uh, I'm going to start a Witcher 3 hard mode run through tomorrow, which yeah. I'm very excited about. I do. I love that game. Just a coin to your Witcher. Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, if you're if you're not following Fantaxia, uh, please do. She was on the show yesterday, and we're just so grateful to her for being our first guest. It it really it warmed our hearts. Yesterday was very yeah. special for us, uh, and we're we're really grateful to her. Give Fantaxia a follow. Also, give the Broken Pirates a follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are one of our favorite peoples on <laughs> the Twitch. Two of our favorite peoples, actually, because they are two people. <laughs> um, they are one person. Uh, and they're currently playing through some Baldur's Gate 3 early access on their channel. Mm-hmm. So if you want to check that out, we won't be playing Baldur's Gate until it actually releases, because uh, we want to do co-op, and we know that the early access is struggling with that. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, sorry, everyone uh, who is struggling, like my brother, with time differences. I, I can't do anything about that, because I don't have magic. <laughs> <laughs> but Miller, I do, I do miss seeing you in the stream, buddy, and I hope that you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else? Um, no, I think uh, I think that covers it. We've got some exciting uh, announcements in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we were supposed to make an announcement today. Well, we didn't actually talk to them about it, so I just well, maybe we'll. We are going to make an announcement it Friday because it would be like Friday two. We're going to make an announcement on Friday's morning show, uh, yes. because we do a morning show every morning uh, what, at Monday 10 a.m. Eastern. Well, yeah. <laughs> every weekday, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern here, you can mm-hmm. come back. We will be doing another episode of the nightly morning show. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Friday, October 30th, do save the date. There will be something on Friday, October 30th that we will announce on Friday. Um, and uh, Fantaxi might be involved in that. And so might Cappy Archer. And so might the playmat. So <laughs> we will let you know as soon as we can legally. We have, you know, we have, legally. We have to talk to legal. We have to talk to um, human resources. Yeah. Uh, we got to talk to um, uh, safeties and standards. Jesus Christ. Uh, we need to talk to our unions. You know. Yo, know, we there's some union contracts that need to happen. <laughs> oh uh, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you. We guys. adore you all. And as always, do something nerdy tonight. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.